You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 17th, 2021, during our 26th year on the air, on radio predominantly, the original social media. Thank you for tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And Don in LaBelle, Florida, ooh, up the road a piece, is standing by with a question. And use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Speaking of which, we want to remind you to be sure to back up all your important data regularly, preferably even off-site. So grandma's kitchen cabinet, way up top. Put a USB drive with all your important stuff and just back it up periodically so at least you've got a place in the event of catastrophe or something. And check your spam filters, not just for anything from us at Graveline.com, but just from anybody that you wonder why you haven't heard from. Maybe they're stuck in your spam filter. If you do that periodically as well, you might find some interesting stuff. Or you might find that there's just a bunch of garbage and it's good, so then you can just empty it. Yeah, But check it first. Scroll th- carefully. See if there's any family member that you haven't heard from in a long time. Some tech news and commentary before we get back to your calls. In a sign that we're in a new kind of space race, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak announced the creation of a new private space company that he says will be unlike the others. Uh, I see. (laughs) It's becoming a very crowded market. Yeah, isn't it, though? In a tweet, Wozniak shared a promotional video for the company called Privateer Space. Uh, In a caption for the YouTube video, the company wrote that Privateer Space is, quote, working to keep space safe and accessible to all humankind. Oh, yeah. Uh, While not much else is known about the venture, the announcement comes amid fierce competition in a market that includes Elon Musk's SpaceX, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, his Blue Origin and uh, Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. And I'm sure they're not going to be the only one. Somebody else is probably already working on sending some more space tourists up there. Uh We shall see. PayPal is purchasing Payday. That's a Japanese buy-now-pay-later company for $2.7 billion. The deal gives PayPal access to an online shopping market worth $200 billion, the world's third biggest e-commerce sector. That ought to be interesting. Yeah, so I guess they're going to kind of you know absorb them into their uh, new pay. I think PayPal has a their uh, pay in four, I think is what they call it, no. where you can split a payment up into four different payments. Yeesh. Yeah, well, now they're going to use Payday, the Japanese company. Uh, two top lawmakers on the Senate Commerce Committee's panel over consumer protection said they were launching a probe into Facebook after the Wall Street Journal reported that the company was aware of the harm Instagram can cause to teenage girls. Yeah, imagine that. And yeah. Zuckerberg was like, yeah, we do everything we can to keep people safe. Liar. Yeah. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal and Republican Marsha Blackburn announced their investigation into Facebook. The senators said they were in touch with, quote, a Facebook whistleblower and would seek new documents and witness testimony from the company. Good. The lawmakers said, quote, it is clear that Facebook 
Facebook is incapable of holding itself accountable. So true. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Wall Street Journal's reporting reveals Facebook's leadership to be focused on a growth-at-all-costs mindset that valued profits over the health and lives of of children and teens. Of course. And, of course, they're reportedly trying to get Facebook to abandon its plans for an Instagram for teens, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, exactly. And we've been saying this for years, ever since their anti-social media, Facebook, and then they bought Instagram. And and they're just running things they don't care about children's safety. And it's unfortunately painfully obvious. They don't care about our safety. Uh-uh. They're certainly not going to care about kids' safety, yeah, and no matter what Zuck says. Yeah, and that's why you know I've always said that you know if you are on on social media, it's important you know to take an occasional social media break just for your own sanity. Well, you wonder why I call them anti-social media. Yeah, there you go. Hints emerging from Tesla suggest that the company's drive for an affordable electric vehicle may mean the elimination of a steering wheel and pedals. In an upcoming vehicle. Oh, that nothing could go wrong there, right? Yeah. Screen Rant says that the car would reportedly rely entirely on Tesla's autonomous driving platform, a system that still needs to pass regulatory muster and, of course, stop causing accidents. Yeah. So <laughs> what could go wrong? No yeah. steering wheel and no pedals. You can't do anything. Maybe you could just yell, stop. Maybe. And maybe that would help. Uh-huh. And real, real quick, we'll go, go for, through a couple of more of the Apple announcements. They also announced their uh, iPhone 13 Pro. We talked about the iPhone 13 last hour. This one's uh, going to be available in some new colors, including graphite, gold, silver, and Sierra blue. Um, it's got the same A15 chip as the iPhone 13. Um, it's got the new triple lens camera system. It's got a telephoto lens with a 3X optical zoom, a wide-angle lens, and an ultra-wide-angle lens. And this one will do macro photography, so you can shoot pictures of things as, as close as two centimeters away. Yeah, very cool. So it does sound neat. Well, why? have more details. Stay tuned. A few more announcements came out of Apple. Imagine that. Don in LaBelle, Florida, downloads the free Into Tomorrow podcasts, And we love you for it, Don, calling in with the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. I'm wondering whether wireless headphones can sound as good as the wired versions of uh, earbuds and headphones. I've been considering uh, getting some wireless ones, but I wasn't sure if the quality is equal to the standard wired earbuds or headphones. Well, Don, the short answer is it depends on who you ask. Now, if you mean will the sound quality be good, yes, absolutely it will be. Will there be skips or strange distortions? It's possible if you're in an area with high interference, but typically, no. They would pretty much sound normal. Yeah, where people usually differ is on the digital versus analog question. If you're an audiophile that won't listen to anything that isn't vinyl and goes on long diatribes about compression, (laughs) then you won't like them uh, because they're digital. Um, If you're already listening to MP3, streaming audio sources, and so forth, they will just sound as good as anything wired that you're already using. As with wired headphones, brands matter, and some will go overboard with the bass to give the impression of better sound quality and fail pretty miserably at higher tone range. So if you're able to, uh, try before you buy. Yeah, and it's hard to do with in-ear headphones. Phones. I mean, nobody's going to let you try them, and then they're in about 100 years. That's crazy. More for you at intotomorrow.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in, and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore, and that is so critical to me. 
What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing. But you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning into the program, our 26th year, bringing you the latest in consumer technology, gadgets and gizmos, products and services, apps, and all sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow. So thank you for joining the program, even thanking you in advance for joining the program and participating on the show. Because your calls, your questions, your help for other listeners, your input really makes the broadcast every week. And you don't have to wait till you hear the broadcast on your favorite radio station or podcast channel or stream. You can join us anytime, 24-7, and then tune in because you'll be on that next week's broadcast. There you go. And, of course, the best way is right now the newest way that a lot of folks are participating. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. And on anything with a browser and a microphone. So your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, your, your smartphone, obviously. You can click the Ask Dave button. There's a little microphone there on the bottom right. And you can hit that button. And when you do, we ask that you let us know your first name, where you're calling from, and how you hear the show. And then ask your question or help that listener or whatever you'd like. Or, of course, you can use the free Into Tomorrow app. There's a button that says Message to Studio. We love it when you do that. You sound like you're right here in the studio with us. Or the old-fashioned way still works. Can you use your phone as a phone? I think so, still. Most of us don't, but you can. And that's 800-899-INTO. 1-800-899-4686. Again, anytime. 24-7. Our next guest company is a recommendation engine and marketplace that puts a sommelier in your pocket. That got our attention, and we thought, well, that's pretty cool, especially if you're into wine. And even if you're not, we think you'd enjoy this next interview. Be sure and come and see the video of the interview as well. The CEO and founder of SOM, S-O-M-M, is Jennifer Tremblay. Jennifer, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, it's our pleasure, and I understand you're joining us from Toronto, where in Canada your app is currently available. We'll talk about availability elsewhere, but tell me first a little bit about SOM as a company, and then let's get into the app and how you can help us pair a nice wine with whatever it is that we're eating at that time. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right. Uh, Song is currently available across Canada in both uh, the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. And we got started here because we're based here. I live in Toronto and it's a wonderful, you know, food and beverage market with an amazing culinary and lifestyle scene. 
um, the, the company really started out of passion. Um, I've always loved food, wine, culinary, and really how it just brings people together. You know, if you think about your favorite memories when you're traveling or when you're out with friends and family, like it's often around the dinner table, those great memories and conversations happen. And often wine is part of that equation. And what we realized kind of last summer, especially for, you know, the millennial demographic, the Gen Z demographic, even, um, you know, Gen X's and boomers for that matter. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you for including us boomers because I was waiting. Okay. I I drink an occasional glass of wine. Uh, Moscato (laughs) is my favorite, but anyway, but good. So the boomers are included. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the whole, uh, the whole wonderful thing about our company is, is we're solving this problem of, of complication and guesswork, which I think everyone on some level can relate to when it comes to picking out a great wine. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we started with the recommendation engine. We wanted to take the guesswork out of wine. We wanted to put, you know, a sommelier in everyone's pocket and design a really great, intuitive and beautiful tech product um, that is designed to work the way we all think, you know, where am I? What am I doing? What am I eating? What is my occasion, my mood, and basically get to that end goal of the wine selection without actually needing the end user to know anything technical about the wine industry, because it is a very, very complex and nuanced space that very few people know anything about. Oh, yeah. And that's where we got started. Well, and I think that's very cool. I can hear some of my audience in my head saying, why does it have to be that complicated? You know, it's like, exactly. yes, I'd like a glass of wine with dinner. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are you eating? Well, what does it matter? And, and is it red or white or rosé? Or Oh, my gosh, give me a glass of wine. But I think those are the kind of folks that they're, just, they're happy with just a glass of wine. Fine. Bring it over. House wine, whatever it is. But then the rest of the world, <laughs> I think, uh, is, is saying, you know what? I really would like to know what does work best with what I'm eating and yeah. see if it makes a difference. And I'm willing to bet it does make a difference. It does make a difference. Like the the right wine pairing can not only bring out the best of the food that you're eating, but also the best of the wine that you're drinking. Like they really complement each other fully. And I think what's, you know, really important about this is is we're approaching the market in a way that you know, people that are that are that are loving just you know having a very casual glass of wine. They're not too fussy about the technicalities or what's formally right or wrong. Like we have a wonderful discovery marketplace for for that side of the market, and then we also have you know sommeliers on our team and and and, and a great um, you know set of features that are wonderful for the people that actually want to dig into more of the nuance and, and the technicality of of what it, what makes a great pairing. And I think like what makes wine actually really special and this is part of our big vision as a company and why we started with wine is you know there's there's all of these objective factors around grapes and varietals and regions and soil soil types and and you know tasting notes and all of these different kind of factual rules-based components of what makes a great wine pairing and what makes a great wine but at the end of the day, people also just like what they like. And there's this whole subjective component as well. And so that's where the recommendation engine is really, really unique within kind of the culinary and food tech and wine tech space, because we're really marrying both of those components. It's, okay, here's here's the objective side of the equation. What should be paired with what based on, you know, whatever your occasion or your or your meal is. But then let's also take into consideration the individual user and what their preference is and what their palate is and start matching these up in a way that's, you know, really scientifically driven and, and can lead 
you know, your wine experience and your personal experience using the saw map in a way that's perhaps different, different than mine, because we're naturally going to have a little bit of a different, you know, take on what we do and don't like. And of course, you mentioned that uh, people like what they like. And of course, uh, now if it's not even involving a meal, if it's just someone gets home, they kick off the shoes, they want to relax for after a hard day's work and just enjoy a glass of wine. um, Do you offer advice about that, too? You're not really pairing it with anything except maybe pairing it with relaxing. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why, like, there's this whole component of, you know, moods and even the weather and and all of these other kind of components that go into you know, exactly what's going to suit your specific occasion, no matter where you are. If you're at home, if you're at a restaurant, if you're picking something up at the store with or without food, you kind of pick your own journey within the user interface. And it's it's a really unique way to to help people discover how wonderful wine can be and, and set us up for, you know, even going into other products down the road. And of course, you're not the only wine and culinary app on the market. There are a few that have been out for some time. But what else makes Psalm stand out? I mean, certainly some of the things you're describing, I'm liking already, and I haven't seen in other wine apps. Uh, So that's a good start. But I'm sure that part of your mission is to really stand out as much as you can. Absolutely. And so there, I mean, the recommendation engine is core to us, and it's, it's where we got started um, and that's that's actually a huge point of differentiation. And so that's always kind of what we lead with um, when we're talking about, you know, us versus many of the other players that are in the market. But I think the other major one is actually the the design and the user experience. And so, you know, if you visit our website and, and when we launch in the U.S. and you download the app, you're going to see right away that the aesthetic is completely different than anything else that exists on the market. And if you think about creating a really engaging consumer product, especially within the tech space, the UI and the UX is very, very important to actual engagement and user, you know, user loyal loyalty. And so our team, um, we we have some wonderful designers on our team that have an incredible pedigree designing beautiful tech products and brands. And that is carried through the whole way you know, kind of through our company and the whole way through the whole way through the app. Um, for example, we commissioned an artist, you know, to do beautiful sketches and art all the way through the user experience and the and the user interface. And so, you know, the user right from the get go is not only having this very intuitive and seamless and really, really simple experience within the app, but they're actually enjoying the process because they don't have to think about it. And what they're looking at on the screen is actually stunning. And so that's that's one other major component of differentiation. I think the third one that we're very proud of, especially, you know, coming out of the pandemic where the hospitality industry was just, you know, really decimated um, and, and really set up kind of to, to struggle um, is, is we're really leaning into physical experiences and on-premise guest experiences as well. And so all of our restaurant, hotel, winery, agency, importer partners, you know, they obviously work with us from an app and a digital side with e-commerce and having their products integrated into our app. But in return, we actually offer them great tech to use on site to help them with their on-premise physical in-person guest experiences now, too. Because I think, you know, the hospitality industry had to learn that embracing tech was something they would have to, you know, take in wholeheartedly. And then perhaps they didn't realize that pre-pandemic. And so, you know, marrying that not only the digital experience, but obviously, um, you know, the physical one, too, and making sure we're really wrapping our arms around the guest, both digitally and in person, is something that, also makes us stand out and plays into the whole notion of discovering local and supporting local as well. 
And of course, since tech is our format for our broadcasts, uh, I'm guessing that that's part of what you see as technology's role in the wine and culinary world. And there's more to it than just that. Absolutely. So, you know, when we when we first set out to to start the company a year ago, and, and we launched in market like with the MVP of the app um, about eight months ago now, so still fairly new. Um, but it was very clear that you know the restaurant, hotel, and hospitality industry was going to have to embrace digital solutions in a way that they never previously would have would have thought they would have to do. And so that was a theme that we absolutely believe is going to be here to stay. Whether it's virtual experiences, shopping online, even if you think about us as a society, we've all now become digital natives. And I'm sure you're deeply familiar with this term. But oh, basically, yeah. you know, all of us now live all parts of our life through you know, some form of technology or a digital interface. And that used to be a term that was almost exclusively reserved for Gen Z and, and younger millennials. But now you have tech just proliferating through all generations and it's become very agnostic. And so, you know, obviously that's going to continue to be true going forward. That's not going to be something that gets rewound. And I, and I don't think technology and hospitality is going to get rewound either. Yeah, no, very good points. We're chatting with Jennifer Tremblay, the CEO and founder of SOM, as in sommelier, S-O-M-M dot I-O. I'm Dave Graveline. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Much more with Jennifer coming up here on Into Tomorrow. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted, 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the CEO and founder of SOM, Jennifer Tremblay. It seems like the SOM app, S-O-M-M, the SOM app is in a way helping the technology with technology, helping the, the food and beverage industry, as you described. Because yeah. as you mentioned, there are now much better ways to truly enjoy, in this case, a wine and perhaps pairing it with an appropriate food. So we only see that as, as helping even into tomorrow, if you will. Uh, the, yeah, the app absolutely. Is- absolutely. Like, you know, um, restaurants, if, if we focus on restaurants for a second, you know, they're, they're, they've all started, um, at, at least here in, in the Toronto market, and I think this is the case as well in the U.S., um, but they've all started, you know, basically more of a retail uh, independent bottle shop experience, which is really unique because I don't know about you, but like I've had the dinner experience many times where, you know, you sit down, you have a wonderful glass of wine. Well, wh- where can I get that that bottle? Uh, you know, how can I have that at home? Yeah. Well, now we can actually make that happen for the guest with a partnership with that restaurant. And that's a very unique thing to be, you know, having an in-person physical dining experience with someone that you probably haven't caught up with in a long time nowadays, have a great glass of wine and then get it delivered to your home kind of the next day. And, and that kind of take home continuing the retail experience after they leave the restaurant is something that's, you know, really becoming 
um, very important. And I think the other component too is is just the sheer fact that servers, you know, they're that like servers aren't always fully trained in wine either. And so that can become like a very intimidating conversation when they're talking to diners and guests about, you know, what should they be pairing and suggesting? And, and so actually having, you know, a great tool for the servers uh, to use is, is, you know, another component where like tech is actually helping the the, the hospitality industry and basically leveling up everyone's level of confidence and, and knowledge about the space to have, you know, some really great conversations and discovery. Oh, for sure. Now, Jennifer, is there a charge for the SOM app? No. Good. No, it's it's free. Um, we do have two membership programs called Crew and Grand Crew, which do have a fee to them. Um, but the app itself is free. And if you want to upgrade to Crew or Grand Crew, um, you can unlock, you know, wonderful perks and benefits that, you know, our, all of our par- partners are participating in. But the app itself to access, you know, marketplace recommendation engine, pairings, all of that, it's it's totally free. Terrific. I, I like how you say that uh, memberships unlock the world of taste. Exactly. So that right there gives you a great yeah. idea. Now, it's only available, as we said at the outset, currently in Canada. Um, if it's an app that does everything you say it does, mm-hmm. when will it be available in the U.S.? And why would it take a while? It seems like for pairings, you know, the food might be yeah. the same here in Miami as it is in <laughs> Toronto. No. Yeah. So so it's an interesting point. So we could absolutely turn the recommendation engine on in, in the U.S. You know, later today. It's a matter of flicking a switch on on what Google and Apple um, allow us to do, and, and that's that's not an issue. However, when we go into the U.S. market, because the U.S. market is such an important market uh, globally, we want to make sure we're putting you know the very best guest experience and the very best user experience out there, and that means you know, lining up our partners and lining up kind of all the other wonderful features that, you know, U.S. users will be able to access and unlock. And so our plan at the moment, and we're tracking well to it, is to have the app released in the U.S. market in uh, Q1 of 2022. There's a slight chance it might be a little bit earlier, but Q1 2022 is the plan. And and we have some wonderful partners um, all across the hospitality, food and beverage, wine ecosystem, um, excited and ready to work with us. Well, if if I can pressure you at all, I would say flip that <laughs> switch sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that if you visit som.io, S-O-M-M dot I-O, there's a little uh, link right there that says available across Canada, but click here for the wait list. So uh, if you're like me and you're anxious to get it here in the U.S., click there. Get on the wait list and Jennifer and her team will no doubt let us know when it is available sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. And and folks in the U.S. that join the wait list will have um, heavily discounted, uh, you know, uh, access to crew memberships as well. So, So do join the wait list. We're super excited about it. We want to build a lot of hype and a lot of awareness, um, and it's it's been you know a wonderful journey so far. Well, terrific, and you are a delight to chat with. Uh, I wish you well because it sounds like what you're working on is truly different, and not only will help the food and beverage industry, but help our audience as well. And let's face it, you know, just because you think you like something, like I said earlier on, oh, Moscato is my favorite wine. Well, it doesn't go with everything, and yeah. you know, it's some people say, well, that's a dessert wine. Well, whatever, I, I like it, okay, um, but. If I really want to do something right and not only taste the wine better, but enjoy the food better, then I should learn more about it. And maybe it is something different that I should do. So I'm, I'll be your first one on the wait list for the U.S., so let us know when it's available, and we'll let our audience know as well. Thanks so much Absolutely. for joining us, Jennifer.
Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Jennifer Tremblay is the CEO and founder of SOM, S-O-M-M dot I-O. Stay tuned. Much more Into Tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. We welcome you back with another Into Tomorrow fun tech tidbit. At least we like to think it's fun. PCs went by the name Electronic Brains in the 1950s. Interesting. (laughs) Quite. And, of course, I was just a mere tot, so I never heard that. Right. What do you mean, right? That's true. You probably coined the term. Oh, (laughs) I probably did. But Electronic Brains were computers back in the 1950s. Yeah. Well, what can I tell you? Don't forget you can listen 24-7 Into Tomorrow on our website. Streamguys.com helps us stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop at intotomorrow.com. Imagine that. Doctors can't help you if they can't understand what you're saying. Well, a pocket device can help solve this problem. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. A person walks into a hospital emergency room and is obviously sick, but there's a problem. None of the staff can understand what the person is saying because they don't speak their language. More than 350 different languages are spoken in the U.S. alone, and it's impossible to have translators on staff for all of them. That's where the new Pocket Talk Plus device comes in. The handheld device can translate text and speech in 82 different languages. A large screen makes it easier to read the text, and a 3-watt speaker makes the translated speech audible even in noisy settings. The original Pocket Talk was first pressed into service when the Diamond Princess cruise ship arrived in Japan with English-speaking passengers infected with COVID. The Pocket Talk allowed the Japanese healthcare professionals to speak with and treat the patients. The latest version is HIPAA-compliant, making it even better suited for healthcare applications. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Fascinating. I love how Alfred comes up with some of these really unique things and how they relate to health tech. In fact, when we had him on as part of our CES coverage earlier this year, he talked to us about the original Pocket Talk. Yeah. So you may want to go back and check out that uh, video on our site. There you go. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, of course, brought to you by Dexcom. Make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. And while you're online, be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. You'll find it fascinating and a wealth of knowledge every time. The cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. Well, we talk about it being still underway, but you got to hurry. Don't waste any time if you've been thinking throughout the summer about calling into the program because you'd like to win some of the goodies. Now's the time so you don't miss out. 
we got a lot for you. For example, from Vox Electronics, you've got a 10.1 inch high res in vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system valued at $700. Car Keys Express sent us over $1,600 worth of key and replacement key and remote replacement kits for many popular vehicles. And we've had several requests lately for some of those. Pretty yeah. cool. From Yamaha, the EAD10 drum module that transforms acoustic drum sounds with studio quality digital effects worth $629. And the SHS 500 Sonogenic Keytar that enables playing without wrong notes, and that's worth 500 bucks. From OWC, we've got a couple USB-C travel docks to simplify your mobile connectivity, and a couple of their Envoy Pro Electron 1TB USB-C SSD drives. Uh, TypeWise, if you've got an Android device, you've got a couple of codes left for their uh, lifetime subscription to the TypeWise custom keyboard for Android devices. And if you've got any difficulty with cell signal in your vehicle, WeBoost has sent us several of their Drive Sleek single-user vehicle cell phone signal boosters. They're worth $200 a piece. And how do you win any of these items? And if you want the full list, visit the post at the summer giveaway at intotomorrow.com. Tell them how to participate and win. Just call the 800 number at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or you could use the free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button right there. Uh, Just look the app up on your favorite app store. Uh, Or you could uh, visit intotomorrow.com and click on the Ask Dave button right there on anything with a browser and a microphone. There you go. If it's got a browser and a mic, which means your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, your smartphone... You can participate. A lot of folks are doing that these days more so than any other method because that couldn't be easier. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. But we have one request when you use the Ask Dave button. Tell us where you're calling from. Give us your name and how you listen to the show. There you go. That's very simple. Oh, and don't forget to check your spam filters after you participate on the program because the prize team sends you an email requesting some info so we can send you prizes and we may end up there now if you've signed up for our weekly uh, tech newsletter and you haven't been getting that check your spam filter for some reason some of them have ended up in spam i hate when that happens but you should do that anyway you're going to find family and friends you haven't heard from too so we started talking more about uh, some of the Apple announcements. I teased a little bit in the pre- in a previous segment about the iPhone 13 Pro line. I didn't quite get to all the, the features of that. Um, this one now has a ProMotion display, which will automatically change the refresh rate anywhere from 10 hertz up to 120 hertz, depending on what you're doing on there, to help save battery life as well. Um, the, speaking of battery life, they say it has a, a, an hour and a half longer battery life than the 12 Pro, and the Pro Max lasts two and a half hours longer than the 12 Pro Max. Um, now, the iPhone 13 Pro starts at $999. Jeez. And the Pro, starts yeah, at $999. And the Pro Max starts at $1,099. Oh, um, nice. These are available in 128, 256, and 512 gigabyte. And now they have a one terabyte version. That's pretty sad. <laughs> you know, all you need is 400 K of RAM. <laughs> you know, I, I say you don't need a lot of space, but usually every time I upgrade my phone, I almost every time I double the storage capacity and on the you phone. Start I start using it up, and I always use it up. Very I think true. I think I'm now on the 256 gig version of the iPhone, and I've used it up. I, I'm constantly wow. getting their notice that you're out of space. Would you like to upgrade and pay for more cloud storage? No, thank you. And for you iPhoneies that also like the iPaddy, there's a new iPad as well, it's, which uses an A13 Bionic chip. They claim is 20 percent faster. 12-megapixel ultra-wide camera, and center stage, which adjusts frame during video calls 
to follow your movement. Yeah, so it's apparently guess, that's a big problem. Yeah, I guess they're trying to be like the the Facebook portal thing that yeah. kind of p- pans around to follow, but it doesn't pan. It just kind of adjusts the frame to follow you. Oh, gee. Anyway, it's the same design as previous iPads. So existing accessories, wow, there's something new for Apple, are still compatible for now. It ships with iOS 15, and it starts at $329. And they've also uh, updated the iPad mini range. Oh, of course uh, they did. With a complete redesign. So, of course, apparently, I guess that means all the accessories won't be compatible with that one. Yeah. Thank you, Apple. Yeah. They're saying this one has an all-screen design with narrow borders. Now, that, that sentence right there is kind of contradictory, because if it's all-screen, it wouldn't have any borders. Yeah. So they're saying it's all-screen with narrow borders. You can't really have both. No. So I guess it's most screen. <laughs> um, this was available in four colors. Purple, pink, starlight, and space gray. There's that starlight that we don't know what it is. Yeah, and what is space gray? We always see space as being black, Yeah, but it's apparently space gray. And because of the bigger screen, they had to move the Touch ID from the button on the front. Now it's on the top button. Um, they say it's got a 40% faster CPU and 80% faster GPU. Um, now has a USB-C port. Also now has 5G connectivity. Um, it supports the second-gen Apple Pencil, which magnetically attaches to the side. And this one starts at about 500 bucks. Wow. Okay. And, of course, not to be left out, Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. Yeah. They, they're now up, up to their Series 7. Yeah. It features detect cycling activity, <laughs> including recognizing falls. Oops. Yeah. So what does it say? Ouch? Probably. When you fall? It's got a retina display. It's nearly 20% more screen area than the Series 6. Redesigned, Apple says, so it's softer. With more rounded corners. I think they mean softer corners that are more rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Because the watch can't be softer. It's got uh, new watch faces. Big deal. They all do. Most durable Apple Watch, they claim, that they've ever built, the IPX6 certification. They're saying it's 33% faster charging than the Series 6. And it's compatible with existing bands. Good for them for a change. And the current lineup, the Series 3, starts at $199. So if you've never had a smartwatch and you're looking for something like that, maybe that's where you want to start. Um, the SE starts at 279 The Series 7 starts at $399, 400 bucks for a smartwatch. And when are they supposed to be available? Uh, they, they claim later this fall, but they didn't give an exact date. Oh. The other stuff, though, in the next couple of weeks, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, you but, can, apparently but, you can pre-order the iPhones now, and they should ship, they said, in the next couple of weeks. Gotcha. And we got a couple more Apple goodies from their announcement this past week to share with you. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. Let's begin this last segment of this hour of Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 17th, with another tech tidbit for you. Samsung was founded as a grocery store back on March 1st, 1938. Wow. 
Maybe they should have just stayed a grocery store. Maybe. I don't know. We, we shall see. Anyway, welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. Fred in Merced, California, listens to our free podcasts on Podbay and is calling in with the free Into Tomorrow app. Love you for that. Hey, Fred. I have an Acer computer with a solid state drive and I heard that with solid state drives they should not be put into hibernate mode when shutting down but rather be kept in only sleep mode or powered down completely. What I heard is that longevity of the solid state drive will not be as long as with sleep mode or complete power down. Let me know. Thanks. Well, Fred, both SSDs, solid-state drives, and HDDs, or hard disk drives, have a shelf life. In the case of SSDs, that was more noticeable on write operations, but it's largely not something anyone really notices anymore. Yeah, SSD cells are built to support a given number of write operations. That number varies depending on the model, and it's not really standard. These days, most users will replace the computer before even thinking about how much longer the SSD has left. Uh, They've improved greatly over the years. Uh, Generally speaking, hibernation will put more strain on the drive, since everything that is in RAM will be saved to the drive every time. But given how large SSDs are these days, it's not really a huge problem for them. If you're hibernating your operating system several times a day, you'll probably benefit from using sleep mode. But realistically, you most likely won't notice the difference in the long run, and your drive will last. Yeah, hope that helps you out, Fred. Let's get to a quick email. We try to take mostly calls, especially for you to qualify for the summer giveaway. But Kathleen in Anchorage, Alaska, listening on AM 700 KBYR. She says, I inadvertently swiped when I meant to close a text to my friend. Since then, her name now shows up at the top of the text screen instead of mine. How did I do that and how do I fix it? (laughs) Don't worry, Kathleen. It happens. And it sounds like you must be using an iPhone, I'm guessing, because iOS's Messages app allows you to pin conversations to the top of the screen. And like you discovered, you can do that by swiping from left to right. Yeah, and to unpin a conversation, you just hold your finger over your friend's image and a preview of the text thread will open with a few options below it. One of those options will be unpin. Uh, Just tap that and her name will go back to the list below where it belongs. Yeah, there you go. And I know it sounds weird when you said to just hold your finger over your friend's image. And it's like, like, hide your friend's image for a moment. And then those options pop up, yeah, but that's how it works. But that was an option that Apple introduced with his iOS 13 or 14, the ability to then pin text conversations to the top of your and list. And why would you do that? I guess if you need a to access... A reminder? Or? I don't know. I guess if you need to access conversations regularly, but you know, most recent texts are always up at the top anyway. Yeah. And I'm glad Android doesn't even allow that, because that's just goofy. What yeah. do you think? Intotomorrow.com. 